This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Welcome everyone to a very special venue. Tonight's Wednesday Night Share is being brought to you through the venue of the Chazak Programming. I want to thank Chazak for hosting tonight's venue. I want to thank my dear friends, Rav Ilan Meirav, Rav Yaniv Meirav, Rav Rabbi Aboff, for um, presenting this uh, venue for tonight's share. Whatever you could do to show your support for Chazak, they do such wonderful work for the Jewish community of Queens and the entire broader New York Jewish community, especially in the area of enrolling public school students into yeshivas. So please show them your greatest support, and in turn, the Rebbeinu will shower upon you and your family only bracha v'hatzlacha. The Chazak venue is sponsored by Chickens for Shabbos, which is an incredible organization which is dedicated just for putting food on the table of the most important and those who need it the most. Please go to the Yad Eliezer site, hit the icon for Agunas Grushais Melamdim, for these Yidin who need it most. There is no one more important in Klai Yisrael than the Melamdim. Without them, without our Rabbeim, then we don't have the next generation. So whatever you could do to generously show your support for Agunas Grushas Melamdim, go to the Yad Eliezer site, hit the icon and for Agunas Grushas Melamdim, and you will bring Nachas Ruach to HaKadosh Baruch But this is also our regular Wednesday night share. This Wednesday night, I have this chus to be in Turkey to visit Kivrei Tzadikim, Rav Chaim Falaji, the Smichas Chachamim, Rav Avram Falaji, the Parshas Drachim, the Mayam Loyes, Rav Yohu Mizrahi, and our Wednesday night shir, shiurim on Sefer Shemais are again sponsored by our dear friends, the Zakaim Mishpacha and uh, Dr. Zakaim Le'iloi Nishmas, Rup Shloima Eliezer, Ben Harav Yaakov Zakaim, and Le'iloi Nishmas, Dr. Zakaim's mother, Rivka Bas Tuvya, the Neshama should have an Aliyah, the Ganeiden, Tehemenu Chasam, and they should be Melitza Yesharim for their whole family, Abiyas Goyal Tzedek. Tonight's shir is also sponsored by the Rubin family. Leiloi Nishmas, David Chaim Ben Shloima, Dumbek, Ziyarzad is Chavdalad, Teves, and we wish that the Neshama have an Aliyah and be a Melatzioisha for their whole family. For Simcha Sanachas, Besuras Toivois, Ad Bias Goyal Tzedek. So, I would like to speak about a subject relevant to the time period that we're in, as well as the Parshios that we're reading. We are now experiencing a time a period of time that is known as Shoivivim. Shoivivim stand for Shmois Vaira Boy Bishalach Yisroi Mishpatim. Sometimes they're referred to as Shoivivim Tat. We include Truma and Tetzada. And this time of the year is specifically focused on working on Inyane Kedusha. Inyane Kedusha refers to guarding the Brismila, guarding Kedusha Sabris, acting with a certain modesty, guarding one's eyes from Inyane Arayos. And this idea, that this time of the year is specifically focused on this Avoida, is cited in the Berhetev, in Simen Tafresh, Peheis of Katan Zayin. And there seems to be a special emphasis on the days of Shoivivim, specifically in a leap year. Because uh, the, the Berhetev, 
says, to establish a fast day on every Thursday of the Parshiyas of Shavivim Tat. Some include Vayako Pekudai. And they say, Shoimer Yisrael. And the Shliach Tzibor says, Aneinu, Vayshachas and Vaymincha. And the Arizal writes in the Shah Ruach HaKodesh, Tikkun Chavzayin, that these days are mesugal, are predisposed to rectify the sin of Keri, to rectify the sin of impure emission more than any other time of the year. So those who fast during this time of the year, their fasting is exceptionally accepted. And there, now, so what does it have to do with these parshiyos? Why is it connected to these parshiyos? And the Berhetev says, because that's when the Shibud Mitzrayim began. Okay, very nice. That's when the Shibud Mitzrayim began. But the Shibud Mitzrayim is a tikkun, says the Berhetev, for the carry of Adam Arishan. Now, what's that referring to? What, what carry of Adam Arishan? And it was complete in the Parshas Mishpatim of Kisikne Evadevri. But we're going to come back to that. What does that refer to? The sin of Adam Arishan, the carry of Adam Arishan? We know Adam Arishan ate from the Yitz Hadas. But where do we find that he sinned or he acted improperly in this area of lack of Kedusha Sabris? The Chida in the Tzipayran Shamer, Simen Vav, Oistadiches, he brings from the Agure Ari that the Iker Tikkun of Shoivivim, the primary Tikkun of Shoivivim, is for a leap year. And therefore, someone who's weak and he cannot fast every year, there is a specific and special Inyan to uh, focus on it during a leap year, which we are now in. Now, the Shem Yishmoah brings down in Parshas Vayichi that even though this time of the year is a tikkun for the chet hayadua, the, the known sin, almost as if we, we don't want to violate any uh, proprietary practice by even mentioning explicitly what it is, so we just call it the well-known sin. And there are those who fast and they make afflictions. Says the Shem Yishmoah, the best Affliction. The best way to be mesake in this chait is to rein oneself in, subjugate oneself to the path of the Torah. And he quotes the Kotzkar, that following the halacha, following the path of the Torah is the greatest hishtabdus, the greatest being in Eved, the greatest siguf, the greatest affliction, more than not eating, more than not talking, is walking in the ways of the Torah to correct this particular Avera. So here it is, we're in the dead of winter, Hanukkah is over, we're not yet up to Purim, we're not even up to Tu B'Shvat. We, so to speak, have this six-week period, and we say, what are we supposed to do now? What are we supposed to focus on? The answer is Shoivavim. Shoivavim occupies this time of the year. Now, before we begin our journey of trying to explain why these parashiyos of Shemois Fa'ira, Boi B'Shach, Yosem Mishpatim are connected to being Mesaking, the sin, we want to share with you an idea that came out of uh, this past Wednesday night year. As part of our trip to Turkey, one of the highlights is we're visiting the grave of Reb Chaim Falaji. And Reb Chaim Falaji wrote a sefer called Chaim Tchila. He wrote 101 ways to connect the end of the Torah to the beginning of the Torah. And he originally printed it in very small size, so that in the month of Tishrei, when people don't really have enough time, they could take out this small sefer and learn one way the end of... Uh, Devarim connects to the beginning of Bereshus, and this way there are small bite-sized pieces, and you could grab a minute here, a few minutes there, and make use of the time uh, that a person has. And in the Chaim Tchila, 
The Rav Chaim Falaji cites Rabbeinu Bechaye in the Sefer Tan HaKemach, and this is actually found in Rabbeinu Bechaye in Parshas Vashanan as well. Rabbeinu Bechaye says that it is so important for one to guard their senses as the five senses correspond to the five books of Chumash. And, in fact, the Majah Tzareba says the reason why we begin learning Chumash at the age of five is because that's when the senses are developed, and once we have the five senses, we could study the five books of the Chumash. But be it as it may, the Rabbeinu B'chai does not tell us which book of Chumash corresponds to which sense. However, Rav Chaim Falaji suggests that Sefer Bereshis corresponds to the Book of Vision, and in our humble work, Magad on Bereshis, we support this idea with many, many proofs, many examples of Bereshis where the sense of sight is focused on. And Rav Chaim Falaji says, Vayikra corresponds to smell, as all karbonois are l'reach nichayach l'ashem, a pleasant aroma to God. And the Book of Bamidbar is taste, the man was given in Bamidbar. And Devarim was, is the book of, Rabbeinu B'chayi says, um, Rabbi Chaim Falaji says, listening. And he says the book of Shemois is the book of touch. And it's indicated in the very beginning of the Sefer, Ve'ila Shemois B'nai Yisrael. These are the names of the B'nai Yisrael, that they maintain their status of B'nai Yisrael. Haboim Mitzrayma. Now usually it would say Lim Mitzrayim, two Mitzrayim with a final Mem. The only thing is the final Mem is closed, indicating people came into Mitzrayim on the open Mem, but they were not able to leave because the Mem on the end was closed, indicating the idea that nobody ever escaped from Mitzrayim. But Klai so were able to escape from Mitzrayim. And that is because the Habam Mitzrayma, they were able to get out. Eis Yaakov, they learned from the Midah of Yaakov. Yaakov Avinu did not see Keri for 84 years. His first child was his first droplet, his first zera. And from that Kedush of Yaakov Avinu, Yaakov Avinu imbued in Klal Yisrael, Ishu Beisai, each man in his household, and nobody violated in Yonah Arayos. So Chaim Falaji says the book of Shemois is the book where we control and we harness and we safeguard the sense of touch. So in that sense, we could explain why Shemois is connected to the Shoivivim and the time of the year to overcome and to conquer Inyane Kedusha. Because Sefer Shemois corresponds to the Chush Hamishush, the sense of touch. And uh, this is something that my good friend, Rabbi Yossi Badner, pointed out, that according to Rabbi Chaim Falaji, that Sefer Shemois corresponds to the Book of Touch, it is appropriate that this is a sefer that is associated with the Tikkun Hakari and the weeks of Shoivavim and Inyane Kedusha. But now let's analyze why specifically did does this sin is this sin overcome through Shibud Mitzrayim? How is Shibud Mitzrayim specifically a Tikkun for the chait of uh, Tumah of Kari? So I want to share with you an idea. This is. Uh, based on the writings of the Arizal in Shar HaKavonos, in Pesach, in Shar HaPsukim, in Parshios, Vayigash, and Shemais. Namely, Sefer Shemais begins, Vayimaru kasha. They embitter our lives with bitter service. And one thing we have to ask is, 
What Avera did we do that was so terrible that we had to suffer in the Holocaust of Mitzrayim where we had to be brutalized and we were beaten and they abused our children, they murdered our children, they threw them into the Nile. Why did they embitter our life? Bechoymer uvelveinim with choymer, with mortar and with bricks. Why? What did we do to deserve that? What's the midah keneged midah? Did we really sin so grievously that we had to suffer for so long, for so many hundreds of years? And then in Perak Aleph, Pesach every son that was born, they throw into the river. Why? Why did that happen to us? What did we do that to deserve that they annihilated our children? They murdered so many, only one out of every five left Mitzrayim. Another question, and this is the question of the Zayra HaKadosh. When Kal Yisrael had stayed in Mitzrayim for some time, the Pasuk says, Vayoymer al-Amoy, Paroy said to his people, Hine am b'nei Yisrael, Rava otsumimenu. The nation b'nei Yisrael. Kal Yisrael is referred to as an am. Am b'nei Yisrael. The nation b'nei Yisrael. Why are we called Am Bnei Yisrael? In a few psukim later, it says Vechasher Yeanu Oisai Kein Yerbeb Achin Yefrites Vayakutsu Mipnei Bnei Yisrael, not Am Bnei Yisrael. Bnei Yisrael. Why first are they called Am Bnei Yisrael, and then plain and simple Bnei Yisrael? In Parshas Miketz, the Mitzrayim are starving, and they cry, cry out to Parai for bread. So Parai says, go to Joseph. Whatever he tells you to do. Now Yosef told them they need to circumcise themselves. So they came to Parai and they said, this, this Mishnah Lamelech, the second in command, he's out of his mind. He's telling us to circumcise ourselves. We don't want to do that. So Parai said, what do you need from him? He said, we need food. Parai said, why don't you store away food? He told you that famine is coming. So they said, we did store away food, but it all rot. So Parai said, well, you better do what he says, because he obviously put a curse on your grain that it should rot. What if he curses that you should die? So you, you better follow what this person says. Why did Yosef command the Mitzrayim to circumcise themselves? What was the purpose of that? What was the function of that? Amazingly, Embracious Rabbah, Parsha Peidalad, Oisdalad, the Medrash says on the Pasuk Vayeshev Yaakov that Avraham was Megayer Gerim, Avraham converted converts, like it says, Avraham converted Gerim, Sarah converted Gerim, like it says, Yaakov converted Gerim, like it says, Yaakov El Beisai. Why is Yaakov converting Gerim? What do we need Gerim for? We usually discourage converts. Why is Yaakov all of a sudden converting all these Gerim? What was the purpose of it? Why? What was he doing? Additionally, we find that in Parsha Shemais, Vayilachish mi beis Levi, a man went from the house of Levi, Vayikaches bas Levi, Vatahar ho'isha, the woman conceived Anybody know how old was Yochebed when she conceived Moshe Rabbeinu? It seems like Amram separated from his spouse and all of a sudden 
um, they get back together, and Yocheved conceives. So Rashi says that Yocheved was 130 years old. How do we know that? Because we know Moshe Rabbeinu was 80 years old when he stood before Paris. So Moshe was basically 80 when he left Egypt. And Yocheved was born on the way into Mitzrayim. She was born what is called Bein HaChoy between the walls. And therefore, if they were in Egypt for 210 years and Moshe was 80 when they left, Yocheved must have been 130. Why did Amram separate from her until she was 130 years old? That's, that's quite a long time. Why did Yocheved have Moshe Rabbeinu specifically at the age of 130 years old? To the point where the Ramban even asks, you know, we make a, such a big deal that Sarah had Yitzchak at 90. Yocheved was much older. Yocheved was uh, 130. So what's the big deal that Sarah was 90? But why was Yocheved 130? Why did Amram separate from her until this point of time? So the Arizal sets forth a tremendous chidosh, a great principle, something only the Arizal could reveal. And this principle really gives us an understanding of what's taking place in Sefer Shemais and how this Sefer Shemais is really, in a way, a completion of Sefer Bereshis. That reason says like this, Veda, you should know, that Klal Yisro and that generation of Shiva Mitzrayim were the souls of Adam Arishain from the time he fasted and separated from his wife, the Gemara says that Adam Arishan separated for his wife for how long? You got it, 130 years. And during that time, because he separated from his wife, he emitted Kari. And that Kari turned into demons. And that needs rectification. And these souls came back in Golos Mitzrayim. Now, we're going to take a brief commercial break. Again, to thank uh, the sponsor of the venue tonight. Tonight's venue is different than a regular Wednesday night. The venue streaming on TorahAnyTime.com through Chazak is sponsored by Chickens for Shabbos. Please go to the Yad Eliezer site where you can uh, support Agunois Grushais Malamdim. Now, that Rizal says something just mind-boggling. Let's learn the Gemara in Ervin on Yud The Gemara says, Amr B'Yirmiya Ben Elazar. All those years that Adam Rishon, after he ate from the Das, ate Hadas, he was excommunicated. He bore spirits, demons, and women spirits. Like it says, Vayichi Adam Shoshim Ashana, Adam lived 130 years, and then he gave birth in his image. That implies until then he was producing things not in his image. And the Gemara says, is that true? But Rameir says, Adam Rishon was a very pious individual. When he saw that he brought death to the world, he sat in fasting for 130 years and he separated from his wife. And the Gemara says, true. He fasted, he did tshuva, he separated from his wife, but for 130 years he emitted zara, shechva zara, le'unsei, sort of against his will. He, it was something that was beyond his control. And that 130 years of emitting the kari require tikkun, required rectification. Says the Arizal, that 130 years, God gave an opportunity for those souls to be rectified, and He brought them back in the Dar Hamabal, in the generation of the flood. And instead of correcting what they did wrong, they corrupted what they did. And they again were mashchis zera, 
they continued in the sin of Adam at this time worse. And that's why the Pasuk says by the Dara Mabel, Vayar Hashem Kiraba Ras Ha'adam. And the Lord saw that the evil of the man was bad. Why does it say Ha'adam? It should say Adam, man. The generation of the flood, they were sinning. No, it says Ha'adam, the man, referring to the sin of Adam Arishon repeated itself in the times of the Dara Mabel. And therefore God says, Ayyem Hashem Emcha'es Ha'adam, I will eradicate and erase and destroy and wipe out the man, referring to the fact that the Darhamabal was not successful in rectifying the sin of Adam Arishain. Then God gave them another chance. They came back as the Darha Flaga. And they continued to sin. That's why the Pasuk says in Noyach, Parakiralaf, Pasukay, Vayered Hashem Liroy Sesayir, and God came down to see the city. Vias Hamigdan the tower, Ashabanu Bineya Adam, the sons of the man. Why does it say B'nai Ha'adam? It should say B'nai Adam. No. B'nai Ha'adam. The reason it says Ha'adam is to indicate that God gave Adam Arishain, the souls that He produced, the opportunity to rectify themselves once again in returning to this world as Adar Haflaga, and they were corrupt again. Therefore, says Arizal... God gave them one third time a last chance. And that's why it was decreed upon them such an intense and bitter and difficult galos. Because in the Dar Hamabo they were mashchezerah. So to rectify that, they had to suffer the punishment of kal haben, hayiloid, They were again thrown into the water. Kal haben, was similar to the punishment of the Daramabal. The Daramabal was Mashchazera, and therefore they drowned, and therefore they came back again in the guise of the Mitzrim, and they, uh, of the Jewish people in Egypt, and they again drowned. So, was a replica of the Oynesh of the Daramabal. So, again, in the Daramabal, they were the souls that Adam Rishon produced in that 130 years. And they again came back, not only in the times of Dharamabal, times of Dharamabal they were corrupted and they were drowned, they came back in the times of Golas Mitzrayim, and again they were drowned. Now in the times of the Dar HaFlaga, what was their sin? They said, Hava, come, Nilbana Levenim, let's build bricks. Therefore they were punished. Bechoimer uvilvenim with mortar and bricks. Now the Arizal says in the Sharhab Sukkim and Parshas Vayigash, on the Pasuk, V'yes ha'am he'evir oisoy le'arim. What does that refer to? V'yes ha'am he'evir oisoy le'arim. Says the Arizal something incredible that the souls that were already corrected when they were in the times of Mitzrayim, they were reincarnated as the souls of the Jewish people in the times of Mitzrayim. And the souls that were not Mesukan, they were Nizgalgel, they were reincarnated as the Egyptians. And those are the ones that Yosef circumcised. Yosef recognized that the souls of the Mitzrayim of some of the mitzvahim, were those souls that were not yet rectified, not from the Dar HaMabal, and not from the Dar HaFlaga. And therefore they came back, and Yosef um, 
circumcised them, and Yaakov converted them. The converts of Yaakov Avinu were the souls of those who were not able to be corrected through those earlier generations. Now, those converts were the Erev Rav. They were Am Bnei Yisrael. And they were so many, they outnumbered the Mitzrayim. And they lived Be'arehem. And that's what it means, V'yas Ha'am Ha'evra'aysam Le'arim. In Parshas Ayigash. Those were the individuals that Yosef moved to special cities. These were the ones that Yosef recognized needed tikkun. They had not yet achieved their tikkun. And therefore Yosef put them in special cities. Yosef circumcised them. Yaakov converted them. And they are the Am B'nai Yisrael. They are the Eir of Rav. They outnumbered the main body of the Mitzrayim. However, the B'nai Yisrael themselves were much less than the Mitzrayim. They were a third of the size of the Mitzrayim. Like the Pasuk says, Vishalishim al-Kulai. They were Shlish Mitzrayim. So we have a few groups. We have the Mitzrayim. They got no rectification at all. We had some Mitzrayim that were slightly rectified. They, Yosef circumcised. Yaakov converted. Yosef put them in special cities. They ultimately became the Erevrav. And Paro was afraid they would outnumber them by joining the rest of Bnei Yisrael. And the Psukim read as follows. The Psukim read that Paro says, The Am Bnei Yisrael, the Mitzrayim, that got some rectification, Yosef circumcised, and Yaakov converted, and were, they were situated in special cities. They're going to add up, they're going to outnumber us. But what really disgusted the Mitzrim were not the Am Bnei Yisrael, were not those Mitzrim who joined the Jewish people, but they were instead, the, what really disgusted the Mitzrim were Hain, the, were the Bnei Yisrael themselves. Vayakutsu mipnei Bnei Yisrael. The Bnei Yisrael were really what got under their skin. This is the incredible approach of the Ari. The Ari says again, that during those 130 years, Adam Arishon emitted Keri La'ainse, that's the sheet of Rameir, and those Ruchin Sheidin Alila needed Tikkun, and those that received some Tikkun, now they came back in the times of the Dara Mabel, but in the Dara Mabel they again were Mashka Zera, and therefore they drowned. In the Dara Flaga, they wanted to make Choymer and Levenim. So therefore they both generations came back in the times of Mitzrayim, and was going on the Dar HaMabel that were Mash Chazara, and Bechoymer Uvalvenim was going on the Dar HaFlaga, who they sinned Bechoymer Uvalvenim. Now, what's amazing is the Megala Amukais in Parshas Vaschanan, in his 236th piece on the opening Pasuk of Vaschanan, he suggests they were actually a total of four generations. Not only the Dar Enoish, not only the Dar Hamabel, not only the Dar Haflaga, but the Dar of Sedaim. So he adds, besides Mabel and Haflaga, Dar Enoish and the Dar Sedaim. These are the four steps, rings of the ladder of Yaakov Avinu, alluded to Hine, Sulam, Mutzav, Arza, Hine, Haflaga, Sulam, Sedaim, Sedaim was also there. Mutzav is Mabel, Artsa is Enoish. And that is why Hashem gave 
four lashainos of geula. Haitzesi escha mitachas sivlois. These four expressions. Haitzesi haflaga eschem enosh mitachas mabel sivlois sedoim. And that is why David Amelech says every night he wet his bed in tears. Bedimasi arsi amsa amsas enosh. Mabel, Sedoim, Haflaga. So according to Megal Mukais, this was expanded to four generations. Comes the Arizal, and the Arizal says, now we understand why Yochevet, Amram separated from Yochevet for 130 years. This corresponds perfectly to the 130 years that Adam separated from his wife and he was Moilid, Ruchin, Shaden, and Lilin. And, and during these 130 years, Amram acted with absolute, complete Kedusha, rectifying those 130 years of Adam Arishain, producing the greatest human being who ever lived. So these parashiyos, Shemais, Fa'era, Boy Bishalach, the Kor Habarzal Mitzrayim was a tikkun for the carry of Adam Arishain. And now we know why it's associated with with Inyane Kedusha and Inyane Shmiras Habris, that's the whole tachlis of Yeridas Mitzrayim. The whole purpose of going down to Mitzrayim is to be mesakin these particular this particular chait of Adam Harishain. And Hashem gave them an opportunity in the Dar Hamabel. And Hashem gave an opportunity in the Dar Haflaga. In the Dar Hamabel, Hamabel they sinned with Hashchasa Zara, therefore they were drowned. In the Dar Haflaga they sinned with um, and these two punishments repeated itself in the times of Mitzrayim, namely, and the punishment of the Chaymer U Filvenim. Now, this is a time of the year we try to uh, work on Inyane Kedusha and the Parshiyos, as we know. The time that we read a specific parsha creates the reality of that time of the year. We've explained many times that whatever is taking place during the year is very much connected to the parshiyos. In fact, we once mentioned from Rabbi Moshe Wolfson that why is it that on Tisha B'av the selected reading is from Parshas Va'aschanan, where we read Kisoyled Banim of Banim. Why not read the Toichacha or some other episode in the Chumash, some other tragic episode? The answer is that whenever we read a certain parsha, we have a, a taste from that parsha of the time of the year that it's associated with. There's an idea when we learn parsha is Shemais Ve'era by Bishach, we get a taste of Pesach, we get a taste of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Yisrael, we get a taste of Shavuos. If we would read any other parsha on Tishabav, then when we would read that parsha during the year, we would get a flavor of Tishabav during that time of the year. Hashem doesn't want us to have to experience a taste of Tishabav during any other time of the year. And therefore, the parsha read on Tishabav is Vaschanan, which is anyway the parsha that we read that week. So we're not expanding another opportunity to experience Tishabav. And this is a general idea that the Shlach HaKadosh tells us many times, that the parshas of the year of the week are very connected to this man. So if now is the time that we're reading Shemois for Era, Boy, and Beshalach, we're reading about Shibud Mitzrayim, which is a tikkun for a keri, then this is the appropriate time of the year to rectify this sin. Now,
They're very frightening things in the Zayar HaKadosh regarding this particular sin, where the Zayar seems to use an expression that there is no way to be misaking this sin. However, there is no sin that is above repair. And what the Zayar means, simply, is that one cannot just be misaking it with regular tshuva, but if somebody does tshuva out of love, which is called tshuva ila'a, the supreme tshuva, then not only can you rectify it, but you can actually transform it into a mitzvah. Now the Avnei Nezer in the Hakdamata Egleital gives another meaning for the Zayar HaKadosh that is impossible to do tshuva for the sin. The reason why it's impossible to do tshuva for the sin is because Kabbalistically, the zera is rooted in the mayach in the brain. And therefore, it's very hard to do a mitzvah to counteract the sin because the sin was rooted in the most elevated part of the human being. Even scientifically, this is proven because the uh, zera is created through the pituitary gland. So that's... Um, um, that that is a, a seamless idea with the idea of the Zayar that it's connected to the Mayach. However, the Avnei Nezer says when somebody learns Torah with Ion, with analysis, and they strain their brain to understand and to delve into the Torah, then they're getting into the source of the sin and they're able to rectify the sin and correct the sin and it's very Makar and it's very Shairesh. So therefore, when a person learns Torah b'ion, especially Torah b'simcha, one is able to rectify the sin in its source. So, we hope during these parashas of the year, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give us siyanta d'shmaya to sanctify all of our activities. And again, I thank uh, the sponsors of tonight's shir, the sponsors of Sefer Bereshis, the Zakaim Mishpacha, Lila Nishmas, Rav Shamel Eliezer, Ben Rav Yaakov Zakaim, Lila Nishmas, Rivka Bas Tovya. We thank the Reuben family for uh, dedicating this year in honor of the yard site of David Chaim Ben Shloima Dumbek. Again, thank you to Chazak uh, for hosting this uh, wonderful venue. And thank you for the sponsor of this venue, Chickens for Shabbos. Please go to the Yad Eliezer site. And again, uh, hit the icon for Agunas Gushas Malamdim and whatever you could do on any front to help Klal Yisrael in any way. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu bless us all. Bevracha Shalema V'noimar Amen May Obi Zoycha Yimale Hashem Kol Meshalois Libchem Letoiva Have a wonderful evening. Bracha V'Hatzlacha. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.